New research from the National Institutes of Health points to why many young children develop more mild cases of COVID-19 than adults. Infants and toddlers enrolled in the study were found to have strong antibody responses to the SARS-CoV-2 virus in their noses. But children had less of an inflammatory immune response in the rest of their bodies. This inflammatory immune response is associated with severe disease in adults. This is Pulse Check. I'm Katherine Ellen Foley. The clinical trial payment management platform Mural Health wants lawmakers to allow trial participants to be paid tax-free. The group recently hired the lobbying firm Troutman Pepper Strategies to emphasize to lawmakers that taxing payments disincentivizes low-income people from participating. Insurance giant United Healthcare is making it easy for subscribers to its surest plan to compare prices for their sick visits or procedures before choosing a provider. A recent report from the company found that patients on the plan saved money even as they went to more doctor's office visits, which the insurer attributed in part to fewer inpatient hospital admissions. And the Senate Help Committee is finally giving Dr. Monica Bertagnoli a hearing, five months after she was nominated to lead the NIH. My colleague Daniel Payne caught up with Aaron Shoemaker, who has written about Dr. Bertagnoli since President Joe Biden nominated her. Here's their conversation ahead of Wednesday's hearing. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So there's an upcoming Senate Help Committee hearing to consider Dr. Bertignoli as new NIH director. How could her background impact her nomination for that position? Yes, good question. It's also been so long since her nomination was first announced. I'm excited for this hearing to finally happen. So her background, for anyone who doesn't know of her specifically, is she is a cancer surgeon from Boston. She grew up in Wyoming, but was working in Boston prior to starting as director of the National Cancer Institute. That was her most recent role. And so that's not necessarily a typical training background for an NIH director. Oftentimes, it's more foundational research. The director prior to Bertignoli, Francis Collins, was known for his work studying the human genome. And so it could be interesting to see how this plays out. She's known for being sort of unflappable and kind of taking on hard surgical oncology cases. I you know, have heard from people I've talked to that they think that she'll handle pressure well. That could be one interesting side effect of having been a surgeon in her previous life. And Senator Bernie Sanders, the chair of the committee, is expected to press her on drug pricing. What else can we expect to see Wednesday? Yeah, I think the drug pricing discussion will be kind of spicy, but I'm also expecting to have some tough questioning from the other side of the aisle. With Republican lawmakers, they have been sort of repeatedly homing in on agency accountability and biosecurity. I would definitely expect questions on the origins of COVID and the Republican pandemic theory, their theory that the pandemic was, you know, in some way caused by NIH grants to Chinese researchers studying viruses. I think they will definitely bring up that line of questioning. I'm also expecting uh, potentially tough questioning from Senator Bill Cassidy, who put out a request for information on NIH reform recently. His you know, questions could go in a variety of directions, but maybe some tough questions there. And then just based on Bertignoli's focus on cancer in her work so far, I think there'll likely be some questions on how she'll focus on cancer versus other diseases, potentially how she'll work 
work with ARPA-H, the young research agency that's tasked with putting forth like high risk, high rewards research. How will that sort of jive with what NIH is doing? And then given the potential budget constraints that NIH will have in the upcoming year, you know, how, what will her priorities be in that realm with a tighter budget than NIH is typically used to having? And if confirmed, what challenges might she face in that role? All of the health agencies right now are sort of struggling with this same reality, which is that, you know, we've sort of lost our faith in science to a certain extent. And certainly some parts of Congress fall into that group. And so she, you know, is kind of has a tough task ahead of her of restoring that trust and bringing NIH back to its past as a, you know, completely a political trusted organization. I think that that will be a high and perhaps a difficult priority that will be on her plate. Thanks for talking, Erin. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. <laughs>